Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Today we are in Exodus 5, and God is on the move. Let us have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for today. And I thank you for all my brothers and sisters, Father God, that are watching and listening, oh Lord. And we just invite your presence, Holy Spirit, that you just can be with us. Let it be you that speaks and not us, Father. And I thank you in advance. And I thank you in advance for all that you are doing and are about to do in our homes, in our families, in our community, in our nation. Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And amen. All right, guys, let's get ready for the word. Again, Exodus 5. My lovely Sandra will be reading. Okay, good morning. I am reading out of the NIV version, Exodus chapter 5. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah, okay. All right, starting with verse 1 here, it says, Afterward, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Let my people go so that they may hold a festival to me in the desert. Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord and I will not let Israel go. Then they said, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. Now let us take a three-day journey into the desert to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God, or he may strike us with plagues or with the sword. But the king of Egypt said, Moses and Aaron, why are you taking the people away from their labor? Get back to your work. Then Pharaoh said, look, the people of the land are now numerous and you're stopping them from working. That same day, Pharaoh gave this order to the slave drivers and the foremen in charge of the people. You are no longer to supply the people with straw for making bricks. Let them go and gather their own straw, but require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They're lazy. That's why they're crying out. Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Make the work harder for the men so that they keep working and pay no attention to lies. Then the slave drivers and the foremen went out and said to the people, this is what Pharaoh says. I will not give you any more straw. Go and get your own straw wherever you can find it, but your work will not be reduced at all. So the people scattered all over Egypt to gather stubble to use for straw. The slave drivers kept pressing them saying, complete the work required of you each day, just as when you had straw. The Israelite foremen appointed by Pharaoh's slave drivers were beaten and were asked, why didn't you meet your quota of bricks yesterday or today as before? Then the Israelite foreman went and appealed to Pharaoh. Why have you treated your servants this way? Your servants are given no straw, yet we're told make bricks. Your servants are being beaten, but the fault is with your own people. 
And Pharaoh said, lazy, that's what you are, lazy. That's why you keep saying, let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Now get to work. You will not be given any straw, yet you must produce your full quota of bricks. The Israelite foreman realized they were in trouble when they were told, you are not to reduce the number of bricks required of you each day. When they left Pharaoh, they found Moses and Aaron waiting to meet them. And they said, may the Lord look upon you and judge you. You have made us a stench to Pharaoh and his officials and have put a sword in their hand to kill us. Moses returned to the Lord and said, oh Lord, why have you brought trouble upon this people? Is that why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble upon this people and you have not rescued your people at all. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sandra. Wow. Amen. What a word. What a word. You know, uh, this word right here, you can call it the blame game because everybody wants to blame somebody else. You know, you know, that just before this in chapter four, you know, the, you know, uh, the Lord spoke to Moses. Moses got himself together. Moses goes to uh, back to Egypt. He starts talking to the people, you know, that God wants to bring deliverance and God wants to bring hope and life. And everybody's all in accord, you know, and then it says there in verse one in chapter five, it says, and afterwards, Moses, you know, at the went before Pharaoh and told them, let my people go, you know, and, uh, and here Pharaoh, Pharaoh doesn't recognize, he doesn't recognize the, 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 our Lord, he doesn't recognize who we serve, you know, he, he, he had no regards to it, you know, and, and, and Pharaoh, you know, when you go before a, such a man that, that is not a non-believer, you know what I mean, that he has his own agenda, you know, he's, he, he was pretty much furiated with them and he wouldn't hear them in, in verse two. He says, and Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey his word? Who is the Lord? You know, I will not let them go. You know, my, my question to you this morning would be, have God ever given you a promise or laid something upon your heart, you know, and, and given you a dream and all of a sudden, once he gave you that dream, you know, and that desire, Everything comes apart. Everything seems to be going wrong. Everything, you know, is not going the right way. And the, and the promise that you have received from the Lord and that dream that you have received, that vision that you have received, doesn't seem like it's going to be fulfilled, you know. And, and this is what was happening to the people. They felt, you know, like, you know, hey, we, we're going to be free. We're going to be free. And all of a sudden, you know, here we go. The, the Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh doesn't want to listen to them. And in verse three, it says, it says, you know, that they went before him. And it says, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go. So they were pleading to let them go. They were pleading. But yet again, the king got upset. You know, whenever God wants to put a blessing on you, whenever God wants to open up a door, you know, there's going to be opposition. Our enemy wants nothing more to destroy us. Our enemy wants to stop the blessings of God. But yet we have to make sure that we keep that promise, that we keep that dream alive. You know, and, and, he, and he says, it says here, and the king Egyptian said to Moses and Abram, why do you take the people from the work? Get back to work. You know, he's he saying, put them back to work. You know, and Pharaoh said, Look, the people of, uh, of the land are many, 
and, and you want them to rest. In other words, you know, we have all these people, get them to work, you know? So again, their dream, their vision, you know what I mean? It's being halted, you know? And it says in verse six, so the, so the same day Pharaoh commanded the task, the taskmasters of the people by saying, give them no straw, give them no straw. So then there was a negative thing is happening again. So now, you know, it's bad enough that you have to make bricks. It's bad enough that you have to slave over for, for, for Pharaoh. But now Pharaoh is saying to the, the, the taskmasters, give them no straw. Going to make it hard for them. I'm going to make them hard so that they can quit. I'm going to make it hard so that they can doubt. I'm going to make it hard so that they can go back and do what they need to do. You know, because Pharaoh himself was not receiving the Lord. Pharaoh himself didn't want to receive that word. So he was going to make it harder. You know, I, I throughout my years, you know, in ministry and in the military, there's been a lot of ups and downs, you know, and a lot of times, you know, when they, when, when, you, when you're down, when, when things don't seem to be going your way, that's when God is the closest to us. That is when God wants to bless us. That is when God wants to open up a door for us. And many times we don't see it because we see the situation that we're in more than we see the Lord. We see the troubles that we're in more than we see the presence of God. We see the difficult situation that's around us and we pay more attention to that than what we pay attention to the Lord. Just like these people here, because they were going to see that the, the trouble that they were going to be in. But you know, all of that is a distraction for us. All of that is for, to stop us from moving forward. You know, I have learned throughout the years that the more pressure I get, the more breakthrough I'm going to have. The more difficulty it looks like, the more God is about to bless me. Because the enemy only wants to stop the move of God. He wants to stop where you're at. He wants to stop you moving forward. But as long as we press on and pay no attention to what the enemy is doing and pay more attention to what God is doing, because God is working behind the scenes. We don't always see God at work, but he's working behind the scenes. And, you know, and when we make that turn around that corner that's right ahead of you, you're going to see it then. But here, you know, here we see that we see Pharaoh, you know, and he's just getting getting more against the people, you know, and it says, and it says in verse eight, and you shall lay, lay on them the same quarter as before. So whatever bricks they were making, they gotta make the same one, even though they don't have the straw. You know, they are idle, he calls them. He said they're not doing enough. So, you know, he was putting pressure on them. He calls them lazy calls them lazy. Here are others, you know, you know, that there were slaves and he's calling them lazy, you know, and he, and in verse nine, he says, let more work be laid on the men that they may labor and let them not regard the false words. In other words, you know, their God, their Lord is giving them first at uh, the false words, you know, so put on them more work, put on them more labor, you know, and because he wanted them to doubt the Lord, to doubt the Lord. But, you know, as believers, we got to get beyond that. That when we go through storms of life, greater is he that is with us than he that is in the world. Greater, 
you know, and the word of God says that we are more than conqueror in Christ Jesus. So we have to remember the word of the Lord. When, the, when we go through difficult situations that the doors are being locked in front of us, when things seem to be impossible, that is when God is about to make a move. That is when the Lord is about to open up a door for us. But we have to maintain and we have to keep our focus. You know, in, in John 16, 33. The word of the Lord says, these things I have spoken to you. That's what the Lord is saying, Jesus. That in me, you may have peace. That in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You know, it's beautiful word. Beautiful word. But I looked it up also in the Amplified. Look what the Amplified Bible says. The Amplified Bible of John uh, 16.33, it says, I have, I have told you these things so that in me, in Jesus, you may have perfect peace. <laughs> Look at that. Perfect peace. Not just peace, but perfect peace. You know, in the world, you will have tribulations. You will have difficulties. It says you and distress and suffering. You will go through things in this world. You will be prosecuted in this world. You will have, have suffering in this world. But he says, but be courageous. He's speaking to us. Be courageous when you go through those difficult times. Be courageous when the doors are being locked in front of you, because God will open up a new door for you. God will open up a new blessing for you. And he says they are you know, but be of good courage, be confident, okay, be confident, be filled with joy, you know what, be filled with joy, joy when I'm in the middle of a storm, you don't understand what I'm going through, you don't understand the pressure that I'm in, but the Lord is saying here, be filled with joy, because, you know, when we are filled with joy, it's that means that we have the word in our hearts. And we have the word in our hearts. When difficult situations come our way, we will praise God. We will worship God. We will exalt his name. Because as we worship God, you know, we are releasing the pressure that we are in. We are taking our concentration uh, uh, that we have on the problem, on the issue, and focusing on the Lord. And when we focus on the Lord, he gives us that peace. He gives us that strength. He gives us that joy. So we have to refocus in what we are looking at. We have to look the other way. Because when we look the other way, we can see more clearly. Don't look at the circumstance that you're in. Yes, it's there. Yes, it's real. And I'm not making any, 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 anything wrong that, 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 that it's not a real thing to you. But we have to focus on the word. What does the Lord say? I don't care what man says. I don't care what doctors say. I don't care what the government has to say. But I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. And the report of the Lord says that I am delivered. The report of the Lord says 
that I am healed. The report of the Lord says that I am an overcomer, that I am more than a conqueror. The report of the Lord says that he will never leave us, nor forsake us, nor abandon us. Come on now, people. If God is telling us that he is with you, we got to get excited about it. We got to get excited about it because he's saying, you are mine. You are my son and you are my daughter. And I would not allow you to go through this by yourself. You know, so if you are going through something this morning, turn to the Lord, refocus on the Lord, you know, because as we focus on him, he can give us peace. He can give us that joy and he can give us that strength because look, the work is moving and, you know, and things keep getting harder for the people, you know, so now they cannot, they're not going to have the straw. So now they have to go out. They have to go out. In verse 12, he says, so the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble, which is just almost like straw, you know, to, to make the bricks. So the work became harder for them. The work became more difficult for them because before they had a quota that they had to fulfill. So many bricks in one day. And Pharaoh said, keep it the same, but they have to work harder. They have to go out there and get their own straw, you know? So life will seem more and more impossible. But you know, my brothers and sisters, when life throws you a curveball, I always believe that there's something that I need to learn when that curveball comes. When I'm, that situation arises, there's something that I need to learn, you know? And, I, and when I, you turn to the Lord and you say, the Lord, show me the way. Lord, show me the way in this. He will make a way because, you know, he didn't, he's not allowing things to happen to tear us down. He's allowing things to occur to build us up because when the pressure comes our way, you know, instead of us, you know, we don't fight alone, you know, instead of us fighting by ourselves, we got to seek him. We have to serve him. We have to worship him. And as we worship him and as we seek him, he gives us that peace that surpasses understanding, that joy that takes us beyond where we at. You know, in Romans 8, 15, it says, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, because it's that fear that holds us back many times from going forward. But you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. By whom we cry, Abba, Father. We have been adopted, okay, into the kingdom of God. We have been adopted. So that, that alone puts us in a, in a good position that we have a father that is faithful and merciful and will meet our needs. But above all, we can call out to him and call him Abba, Father. You know, the word Abba means, means daddy in Hebrew, a word of endearment, a word of comfort that we can turn to him as our father, that we can turn to him in times of need, that we don't, we don't go through this by ourselves because he says that we can go to him because he has given us the spirit of adoption. He adopted us and we shouldn't walk in fear, but we should walk in trusting the Lord. No matter what we're going to, who are you looking upon to meet you, to meet you with an answer? You know, we have to turn to the Lord because the enemy, all he wants to do is to destroy you. Because again, here we see in the other verses, you know, 
you know, verse at, at the 14 to 16, everyone was upset at this moment. The taskmasters, you know, they went to Pharaoh to complain, you know, and, they, and yet what did Pharaoh said? But he said, you are idle, you are idle. You know, so in other words, get back to work. You know, Pharaoh didn't want to hear it. Pharaoh didn't want to hear it. He said, you guys get back to work. You know, if you have you know, all this energy that you want to go make a sacrifice, that means that you're not working hard enough. So he wanted to put that pressure. He wanted to, to tear them down. So now they go to Moses, the taskmasters, to Moses and Aaron, and they complain to them. So they're complaining to them now, you know, and, and, and they said to them, you know, let the Lord look on you and judge because you have made us, you know, to look bad before the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants, you know, so he's about to kill us. So they went to Moses and Aaron and they were complaining. They were complaining about the situation and look what now what happens. So now Moses returns to the Lord in verse 22 and said, Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Why is this you? You have set me and you have caused this trouble. So finger pointing. Come on now. Sometimes I can be guilty of that. You know, when situations arises, you know, we want to find somebody to point the finger at or complain or even complain to God. You know, why God? And I've been there. I remember one, I remember one time that in the, in, the, in the military, you know, that I, that, you know, work in a position that I wanted to get so bad was denied from me, you know? And, and I said, well, I fit all the requirement. I fit all the, I said, I said, why Lord? Why am I being denied this position? You know, I meet all, all the qualifications, but yet the door was closed. And that happened over and over again. You know, and I was becoming, I said, like, God, am I not your son that these doors are, are locking, closing up before me? But, you know, I have learned that if the door closes, there's something better coming. And number two, who am I depending upon? Am I depending, up, depending upon the Lord or am I depending upon man to meet my needs? I have to depend upon the Lord, you know, and I have to wait upon his perfect timing. His perfect timing, you know, because why was this door denied? Because I had a job to do. Believe it or not, in my position, there were people that I needed to minister to. There were people that I needed to share the gospel with. So I believe that I was held back because there was something that I needed to do. And that was to minister to others. And that's the hardest thing to do when you want somebody to minister to you. You know, when you when you feel like you should be ministered to and God is telling you, now go minister, now go pray with this person, now go counsel this person. Hey, go cheer this person up. And here I'm the one that says, I need a touch. I want to, I want somebody to pray with me. I want somebody to come for me. And the Lord is saying, no, you go and do it. So I did. And I was obedient to that. But, you know, in due season, in due season, those doors opened up again. In due season, I got that position, praise God. In due season, he showed me who he was because above all odds, he made a way for me. He opened up a door for me. So it doesn't matter what we're going through. You know, 
God is making a way. I'm not taking away about the situation. The situation could be difficult. It could be heartbreaking. You know, it could be emotional. It could be a family issues. You know, it could be marriage issues. It could children issues, you know, parents issues, you know, work related, even church related. But you know, God is still in the midst and God is still in control. And God is still saying, hey, give it to me. He says, come to me, all those who are tired, and I will give you rest. Come to me, and I will come for you. Come to me. I will give you rest. I will give you counsel. And that is the most beautiful thing, you know, because, you know, this chapter ends with Moses complaining. You know, but in the chapters that are coming, there's going to be more stuff going on. But, you know, the main thing is the Lord is showing here that life happens, situations happen, but who are we going to believe on? And who are we gonna trust? If God says that he is for you, then he is for you. He is right there with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And he will never abandon you. His arms are open to you. You know, and this, my brothers and sisters, I have learned to wait upon the Lord. Because when we wait upon the Lord, he shall renew our strength. So this morning, as we, as we see all the complaining going on here, you know, the complaining, they complain to Pharaoh, Pharaoh denies it. He, he makes it harder for them. He, can, he tells them no more straw. Now you got to make bricks without straw. So the work became harder. So they're complaining again. They go back and complain to Pharaoh. Pharaoh keeps telling them, you're a bunch of lazy people. You don't want to work. You know, get back to work. They complain to Moses, you know, and then Moses goes and complains to the Lord. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I was like, well, who else are you going to complain about? You know, because sometimes, you know, sometimes when we go through things, there's no sense of complaining sometimes. Sometimes it's just a matter of surrender. Sometimes it's a matter of just going to the Lord and say, Lord, help me. Help me in this situation. Help me, Father. Because it, it says here, you know, that when you go through the tribulation, when you go through, you're supposed to have joy. You know, you're supposed to have peace because you could be in the middle of a storm and yet have peace. You could be in the middle of a difficult situation and still have the peace because the, the presence of God gives us peace. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So when we're going through a difficult situation, whom are we listening to? Come on now. We cannot listen to men. We cannot just look at the problem and give up. The time to give up is over with. You know, it's time for us to advance. It's time for us to move forward in the Lord. It's time for us to make, we'll take the hits, but we're going to keep going. We're not going to give up. Why? Because greater is he that is with us than he that is in the world. And no weapon, the word of God says, form against you will prosper. No weapon. So don't let the enemy win. Don't let the situation go above God. But trust in the Lord and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So our path will be directed by the Lord and come whatever may come our way. As long as we turn to him, as long as we worship him, you know, we're changing the atmosphere. You know, we're not going to live in fear. 
Don't live in fear of what's happening around you with the government and what's going to happen tomorrow because tomorrow doesn't belong to you. But today, Monday morning, time for us to worship and praise God. Time for us to glorify his name and say, thank you, Jesus, that I'm not alone for you have never forsaken us. And that's what we need to focus upon because it says to have be filled with joy, you know, because he already conquered the world. You know, he already tells us, have that perfect peace, his perfect peace, not man's peace, because man's peace passes away. But the Lord's peace is eternal. The Lord's peace gives us comfort and it gives us joy. So in the middle of the storm, we can have that peace and we can have that joy. So today, my brothers and sisters, focus on the Lord. Just turn to him. Look at him. Don't look at the situation. Come on now. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. But look at the Lord and say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to wait upon you. I'm going to hold on to you because you have my answer. And my answer is around the corner. Around the corner, your answer is right there. It's closer than what you think if you don't give up closer than what you think and a lot of times as the pressure gets hotter it's because it's so close and that's when we need to stretch and that's when we need to hold on to the promises of God and said I can do all things to through Christ Jesus who strengthens me I can do all things my brothers and sisters you can do all things hold on hold on and praise him and worship him you know and he's going to give you that peace. And you're going to see that you are stronger than what you think. So again, I just challenge you, focus on God. Focus on his word. And he will direct your steps. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for, oh, my brothers and sisters, Father. And, the, and right there where they're at, Father, you know their hearts, you know their thoughts. I pray, oh, Lord, that you would just meet them. I pray, oh, Lord God, that you will just open up those doors for them. Father, God, that they can see a glimpse of your presence, Father. It all it takes is just a little bit, Father, and you're there, Father. It just takes a little bit of your presence, Father God, to change the whole atmosphere, to change the whole situation. So, Lord, I pray that you will just meet them, embrace them, comfort them, direct them, Father. And I thank you already in advance for what you're going to do for them and through them my Lord God, and I pray, Lord, that you would just bless their homes and their families. Bless our community. Bless this country, Father God. And that at all times, Father God, we will just focus on you and praise you because you are in control and you're still sitting on the throne. And I ask all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Have a blessed week. Rejoice in the Lord always, the word of God says. And again, I say rejoice. And if you are rejoicing, you can't complain. That's just the way it is. If you are rejoicing, you can't complain. Because you cannot be saying, thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh my God. You can't do that. You got to say, thank you, Jesus. I release it. I praise you. And I worship you. And I thank you in advance what you're going to do and what you are doing. God bless. Love you, my brothers and sisters. Have a blessed week. We'll talk soon.